1: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. And Andrew Hayes. I'm better than they were powered by Lumo Energy SA this morning. And a big shout out to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances this Christmas. Big news coming out of 36er of land yesterday. They're part of Waze with Craig Randall II. Um, so we were hearing some murmurs over the last sort of few weeks as well, Coons, that there was a few things happening behind the scenes off-court that uh, wasn't good in terms of team dynamics, uh, and now it has all come out, so it wasn't overly surprising.
2: Well, I think we heard the rumours behind the scenes. We also saw visually... Um, <laughs> The arguments between coach and player, which never looks good when you're watching it on, on TV or live. And, um, yeah, you, we sort of knew that uh, something wasn't quite right with Randall, coach, and also teammates.
1: Mm. Uh, time now to talk to someone who knows all about team dynamics, one of the greatest to ever pull on an NBL Guernsey, let alone suit up for the 36ers. Uh, a Sixers icon, and i like to say as well, SCNSA's very own, it's Brett Maher. Murray, good morning to you, mate. Yeah, good morning, guys. Um, geez, jeez, uh, big stuff happening at the 36ers, to say the least.
0: Yeah, really big news coming out. I think um, if they were going to do it, now's the perfect time uh, to release anyone. I'll be surprised if he's not the only one around the NBL to go. I know there was probably a few other imports that were maybe just hanging on to their jobs or not. So, um, as you guys mentioned in the lead-in, um, yeah, there was definitely some visual signs at games and murmurs coming out of trainings that things weren't 100%. So it's not a, a massive surprise, but someone of his calibre um, and what he was able to do in that game in Phoenix and in some of the games here, um, he can certainly pile on a lot of points. And um, for me, it was an exciting player to watch. Um, when you've got someone of that kind of Steph Curry range, then um, they're always exciting.
1: So, mate, is is this a, how would you describe this move from the 36ers? Because uh, for what it's worth, I've looked at a lot of the comments on social media and people saying, you know, you've got to make it work with someone this talented. Is it a good, solid move from the 36ers on your behalf?
0: I don't think, I don't think that's right. I think if if it's messing with the chemistry of the team, uh, the team's overall goal is obviously to be successful. And anyone knows in business or sport, if, if someone's not really rowing in the same direction as everyone else then it can really affect uh, how well that team goes no matter how talented the player or team is so if they were having some um, serious connection issues then I think it's definitely the right move um, and now it, it's probably the decision of when do they put a replacement in I, I thought I really like the look of the team The two games ago when they played a Awara when Craig Randall wasn't there. Uh, their ball movement was excellent. You got really good production out of DJ, which is key, uh, and Robert Frankson. Also got guys like Sunday Detch, uh, Anthony Drimmick, Kai Soto into the rotation a little bit more, which I think has been uh, at times a little bit lacking as well. So I thought that'll look really good. So I reckon they'll have a fair bit of time to be able to just sit down, work with that group, and, and eventually bring in a replacement towards the latter half of the season uh, and make a really hard charge for the finals.
2: So, yeah, you mentioned, Murray, that you like the look of uh, of the side with, with Craig Randall not there. You think it can be really productive. But uh, is it is it early in the season to, to pull the trigger on on such a talented import? or Would you have made the same decision or would you have worked longer to try and get him into that team environment? Because, if, I mean, if it did click, it's one of the more talented rosters that we've seen, certainly for the 36ers, but in the NBL for a long time. And um, Could it hurt them down the track?
0: Well, possibly. I mean, a lot of people have been saying, oh, this is the most talented three imports that they've ever seen together in one team. And um, potentially it is, but... Yeah, I don't think it's too early. I think um, they've had a fair bit of time as far as pre-season, going over to America, uh, coming back. Uh, They've played, uh, what are they now, seven games in. So um, I think they would have seen a lot of signs as to where it was heading. And if those signs aren't right, I, I think it's a really good time to make that call because it does give you plenty of time to find a replacement and uh, and get them in and get them settled. And there's some pretty good players at this time of year, out and about and on the market. A lot has been said about Jalen Adams, who was the MVP of the league last year, that played at Sydney. Uh, he's available. Kyrie Irving's available. He's uh, going <laughs> <laughs> to be a book all that time soon. So, um, yeah, there's always great players that pop up. So I, I think... Um, we'll be able to get someone to replace him. But, um, yeah, he's certainly a, a huge talent, though.
2: So it's a similar type, uh, like-for-like player, that uh, an import, um, that is going to replace Craig Randall, in your opinion?
0: Well, I'm not sure, really. I was thinking about this um, last night, and uh, I, I really think uh, if we bring in a point guard, then that really stifles Mitch McCarron and a couple of the other guys can slot into that spot as well. I, I would rather see someone that's kind of a combo guard that can play a little bit of one, but um, mainly plays in the two, because at times we still need scoring. Um, I think that sort of player would fit well. To get big four men, um, power forwards, they're they're typically difficult to get really good ones and and normally cost a lot more, whereas there's obviously a lot more of those smaller off-guards floating around. Um, so I would think that's the sort of player they'll look at, but uh, I honestly haven't spoken to CJ about that, so it would be interesting to see what they're thinking.
1: Is this, is this an unusual situation, or how often does stuff like this happen, maybe even sort of behind the scenes, where we don't know about it as much because it isn't someone as talented as Craig Randall? Like is, there, is it unusual to have issues with imports?
0: I think it happens all the time, um, and that's the thing. It's such a high-pressure environment, especially for the imports. So I, I feel sorry for them at times because um, any time anything goes wrong, they're the first ones to get scrutinised and looked at. And um, yeah, typically they are on a little bit more money and uh, and that as well. But uh, it's a really tough lifestyle to be an import in. Uh, in the NBL or in any league I, I went and played uh, in Europe as an import and uh, I know what it's like it, it's pretty tough and um, especially when you, you don't have your family surrounds typically and uh, it's a alien environment um, it is very tough for those guys so um, yeah I feel for them
2: so we, we can't blame the 36ers' form purely on one man. What have you noticed in the first sort of month of the season? Obviously a hugely successful trip in the US, maybe a touch jet lag when they got back. Uh, what what have you noticed about their side that isn't clicking at the moment?
0: I think that's a really good point um, because, yeah, a lot of people will just label it and, and make Craig Randall the scapegoat, but There's a lot of guys that have been very up and down in their form. I think defensively uh, and even speaking with CJ and the coaching staff about this, they know they've got a lot to do at the defensive end to make them competitive. Um, They need to try and get the intensity and their rotations as good as teams that are really clicking at the moment like New Zealand and Tasmania are playing some really really good basketball and good to watch basketball. Um, And At the offensive end as well, they're They've got to get the ball through hands a lot more, get more people involved. You go, you look at someone like Daniel Johnson, who's been our leading scorer for the last decade pretty much, and he has 28 points one game, and then he has four shots and two or four points the next game. It's really up and down. There's not a lot of consistency uh, at times. The offense looks really stagnant, not a lot of ball movement, not a lot of player movement. So... Uh, The good thing is they've got a lot to work on and a lot of upside and and we all know how much talent they've got. So I think, um, yeah, they're they're in really good shape and, uh, yeah, I think for the rest of the season, it's all up.
2: Would you go as far as saying that they're disgracing the signature, the famous signature on the Brett Marr court at the moment? (laughs)
0: Uh, Not really. What what I've found really this season and it hasn't happened before is that not only the 36ers but all teams are really struggling to win at home and as we know to make uh, most teams um, well supported you normally have to be winning because everyone loves a winner you get more people coming to games and um, yeah, it's been unbelievable to me I think it's partially to do with COVID and teams are used to, to travelling and there's also been such a turnover of players at teams I don't think they've had A lot of teams have had a lot of time to build that hometown feel and get that hometown um, uh, fortress that they. A lot of teams typically have had at home, and um, yeah, I'd really like to see Adelaide string some really good games together at home. And in saying that, we've had some great crowds as well. We just had our biggest ever home crowd for a 36ers game at 9,071 at the last game. So. Uh, Yeah, I'd really encourage people to get out because this team is um, fun to watch and uh, I think they'll just keep getting better.
1: But you you played in an era where the NBL was just so big and so strong and you guys were so successful and then there probably was a lull patch before it's made this big comeback. How does it make you feel when, I know you were working uh, on the weekend, but when you are um, on court level and there's over 9,000 people there just to show how strong it is right now in the city?
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, And it's a bit frustrating because you can see the fans waiting to get excited and explode and get the team over the line. And at the moment, we just haven't been able to string those really big long patches together to get them as involved as what we'd like to see. But um, yeah, I think uh, the team's plugging away. And um, as I've said, I think this is a a really talented team and a good team. And I think we'll we'll go into the playoffs and, and do pretty well. And what we all want is a championship. We haven't had one here since 2002. So um, whatever we can do to do that, um, yeah, I think uh, it'll be good to see.
2: So who's your pick at the moment? Who, who's the, the most in-form side, you think, uh, is the team to beat at New Zealand, Melbourne, United, Perth? A really slow start, which was a bit of a surprise.
0: Uh, yeah, Perth have been really slow. Um, we seem to work teams into form. Uh, we got Bertha win and uh, got Tassie a win early in the season they've gone on I love the way that Tassie play I don't think on paper I think they're probably middle of the road uh, as far as talent but Scott Roth the coach of Tasmania has got them playing so well um, but yeah my, my two tips at the moment would probably be New Zealand and Sydney uh, they're the teams that are playing the best basketball at the moment and uh, I think they're the two teams uh, to really look out for
1: Marcy, thanks so much for your time this morning, mate. So we'll be tuning in for Bungie and the Bretts at 9.30 on Sunday, but uh, we appreciate it, and um, we'll speak to you again really soon, hopefully.
0: Yeah, thanks, guys. I'll be on Sports Day SA tonight, so I'll, uh, I'll try and cover a bit more of it for people that are tuning in later today.
1: Beautiful. Outstanding stuff. Brett Maher, SCNSA's very own. You can hear him absolutely everywhere. Just really starting to plant the seed, this media seed. You can hear his voice pop up more and more, and it's a bloody good thing.
2: Yes, and it's a positive voice, isn't it? He's always up and about. And it's, you know, so early too, six thirty. He was a uh, very chipper. So uh, thank you for that. Doesn't
1: sleep at all. Uh, in the Breadstar, star nine thirty Sunday. Sensa big show still to come as well. We're going to speak to Michelangelo Rucci very very soon. Uh, keep those texts coming in. Oh four two seven one five four one double six. Powered by Lumo Energy SA this morning for a top of thirty two degrees.